Welcome to Off the Record, the show that puts barbershops, man cave, and text thread conversations on the record. I'm joined by Ike, Juan, and I'm Alex. What's up, fellas? How's it going? Good, man. Good. Great, man. Great. Beautiful Sunday. It's a little bit rainy. It looks like the sun is coming out. Mm-hmm. It's supposed shine. to come out. Yep. Um, but yeah, man. Beautiful, blessed Sunday. Well, I'm glad y'all are feeling good because we're going to get into a topic that might make y'all a little pissed off, depending on where you stand on things. Um, but on today's show, we're going to get into the topic of child support and, um, you know, just a general conversation around it. Are, are men held to a higher standard within child support than women? Do some women take advantage? Uh, does the money actually make it to the children in which it's supposed to benefit? So we're going to get into all of that um, and try to uh, kind of give wh- where our feelings are, are at on the topic. So I'm just going to throw it out there. Um, what you guys overall opinion of the child support system as it stands right now, specifically for the black man. I think it's broken uh, to an extent. Um, <clears throat> I think black men are, or men in general, are high, held to a higher standard when it comes to child support. Um, yeah, I just I, I think it's just a, a broken system overall, um, and I think that it needs to be revamped. Uh, I know a lot of people, um, a lot of men out there that are in unjust situations to where they're paying outlandish amounts of it, um, not even knowing the situation at hand of, 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 of what's happening, if the person is taking care of the child or not, um, and they get stuck with these outrageous <laughs> payments, you know, to the point to where you're not able, you know, that person may not be able to pay or... Um, it puts a damper financially on what he or she is able to provide for the child, um, without even having the extension, not the extent knowledge of the situation. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I, I think overall it should be revamped. I think that you know, it's one thing if the parent is there, you know, doing X, Y, and Z, as to a parent that's not there, doesn't want to be there, and just leaves all the financial obligations on the mother or the father then i mean that's a a total different topic or a total different situation but overall i I think it is i think it does need to be revamped um and i do think that you know us as men i think we all held to a higher standard when it comes to child support what do you think mike um i do think it's broken um part of the reason why i feel that way is it just it's weird because I know brothers um that we're close to brothers that you know we we're not so close to that do for their children um yet they're paying these crazy amounts of child support right um like with that said like I understand that it there is a cost to raising a child right so I'm not saying that child support isn't needed. But where it blows my mind is we know just as many guys that's playing, just as many dudes that's playing child support and that's actively in their children's lives as we know cats that's running the streets that got mad kids out here and ain't paying shit or paying like, yo, they pay $25 a a week. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) And like, yo, I never, like, I never understood that. So it always seems like, you know, for shits and giggles or for lack of a better phrase, like the good guy always loses in this situation. You know what I mean? 
Like I, I just never understood that. Like and I, and it blows my mind. Like especially when we would be when we were in that mode where we would be out, you know, a little more often than we are now. Maybe hitting a few bars or just chilling, and we see these cats who we know aren't in their kids' lives, and they and they partnering it up mm-hmm. like sky free. But then you know you turn around and my homie couldn't come out because yo he he, he his pockets a little short because he had to pay child support, and he and with his child with them right now, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's just it's just it's just weird. I mean, I think it definitely is broken. I think it it See, definitely needs to be fixed. But well, wait, wait, when you I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. no, no. Like, cause I'm, I'm gonna let you speak a, a, a lot more. My so before I give my opinion on it, um, I know that child support is applied differently in every state. Every state has its own individual laws on how they figure out what it is. But can either of you explain, just in general, maybe how Maryland or maybe a similar state, how they determine? the living arrangement for a child father versus mother how they determine what you pay is it based on your salary is it based on the living expenses of that particular state do you is there any insight that you can give into that yeah that you know and that's honestly it's touch kind of touchy for me because the child support that i pay it's, it's not even in the state of maryland it's in north carolina so so what are like how does north carolina good determine? or a bad thing like you know what i'm saying it's got to be good right because it's cheaper to be in carolina than here but i'm just so i'm just curious just like, how did North Carolina not so much determine your situation, but just in general? Like, are there two or three key things that they look at when they determine what child support's supposed to be? Well, I know they look at how much you make versus the parent that the child is staying with. Mm-hmm. Um, and they divvy that up in a sense. And I guess they, they have it on some type of particular scale. Right. Um, and then that, that determines how much you pay monthly. <clears throat> um, you can pay, you know week to week i mean right you know bi-weekly or you can pay it just monthly um but yeah i mean it's it's nothing to where like they have any type of indication that <laughs> the child is with you know the father you know 50 percent of the time or 60 percent of the time it's just like yo if that particular person or that parent goes down and files the papers you know they go through the process mm-hmm. x y and z and then whoever has they feel they'll have the parent, you know, most of the time they're going to make sure that the other the custodial parents right. pay a percentage. So I know. feel like I, I agree. I think the system is broken and should be rebuilt from the ground up. Um, and I've got some ideas on how to rebuild it. Um, thank God I am not in that that situation. I, you know, I am not one with the child just for dis- full disclosure. Um, but so. I think one of the ways the system, and this is probably in every state, but I think the system does a disservice to the child and to both parents is that I think every state kind of assumes custody for the mother first. And then like the mother has to be proven completely incompetent Mm -hmm. of raising a child before the father has rights. I'm a believer that when that baby, when the baby's inside the mother, mother should have a hundred percent rights because it's their body that's going through the experience. Once that baby is born, I think rights are 50-50 at that point, regardless of who goes down to the courthouse first, if it comes to that. Mm-hmm. I think rights should be split 50-50 the minute that child comes out. And from that, then I think it's the court's responsibility if, again, it gets to the courts, it's their responsibility to determine uh, if both parents are doing what they're supposed to do, to mm-hmm. determine what it costs to raise a child in that specific state, county, mm-hmm. city. Because even here in Maryland, what it costs to raise a child in and Carroll County is far less than what it costs to raise a child in Montgomery County. Absolutely. So the system itself, they, they need to have things built in place to make sure that that child can live. One of the things that I've thought about around figuring out um, 
what child, child support should be is as an example, <clears throat> let's say that they award custody to the mother, but, but the father has the child, you know, 50% of the time, which I don't even know if you, I don't know if it's 50, 50 is legit. Like it's like if, if the mother has the kid Monday through Friday, having the, if the father has the kid on the weekends, that's not 50, 50. Right. But I think like, for example, if the average price of an apartment or a home is let's say 1500 bucks a month where the mother and the child is, are going to live. Mm -hmm. Then what should end up happening is you take the average price. Let's say they need a three bedroom because there are children involved. Mm -hmm. Just take the difference between what an average three bedroom costs versus an average two or one bedroom. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think the father should have to chip in to help make up, make up that gap. Mm -hmm. And then beyond that, there are other ways like, well, maybe if the mother has the child, then maybe um, the health insurance should be on the father. Right. Take, you know, like there's ways to kind of offset it yeah. right. where I feel like I think that just the default thing to do is mother gets custody. And then if the mother says the kid needs something and the father's not contributing, then the system just kind of believes her. And it's on you to fake it for on you as the father to, to convince the course that you're doing what you're supposed to do. Right. It, yeah. I mean, I still go back to what I said earlier though. Like, you know, I think from what I read quickly is I think we, I think in Maryland, it's the non-custodial parent, which is the parent that doesn't have custody, pay has to pay up to twenty five percent of their salary or something like that. Um, which okay, cool, whatever, however you feel about it, right? Mm -hmm. But like these dudes that spend twenty five dollars a month, yo, like that's, I mean that that means they ain't making shit. Like it just feels like. The system would, the system looks out more for them than it does the dude that's trying to make his way and that's trying to be a part of, you know, that that is being actively a part of their kid's life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I feel what you said, Alex. Like, there's ways to offset some of that cost, like child, like, um, uh, medical costs and stuff like that, daycare, whatever. You know what I'm saying? I feel like it could be worked out to where, hey, you know, he'll be on my insurance, I'll pay daycare, and I'll take care of X, Y, and Z. And let me, let me throw this in there, too. I, I recognize that the system itself probably, there's a shortage of social workers and attorneys. And, like, mm -hmm. there's so many kids being born and so many situations where the mother and the father aren't getting along right. that I know it's difficult for the state to send people out there to actively right. make sure that both parents are holding up their, like it, there's like, there's just not enough people to manage all of this. Right. And so that's a, that's a society problem versus like a legal court issue. Cause there's only just so many social workers to go around. Right. Um, but I didn't mean to cut you off, Mike. I wanted no, to, no, to throw I mean, that in there. No, that's, I mean, that's a good point as well. It's just, I, I still don't. I still don't get how it works. I really don't. I mean, it's it's still that problem problem of these cats that ain't doing shit and they getting away with it. Like I feel like the court should come down on them if anybody. But they ain't got no money to come down on. You know what I'm saying? Well, like they take hey. their license, but like even then, hey. like Yo. what if you if you so if you make good money and they come down on you, all right. But if you you don't and they come down on you. Where's the money come from in the first place? You yeah. know what I'm saying? I mean, that's like, true. Let me ask you yeah. all this. Well, like, well, uh, there's a situation ahead, in 
look, I, 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 you know, I get that. Like, it's if it's to a point to where, like, the man is like working, he's trying, like, he right. just doesn't have the money, he just doesn't have the, the access or the means, right? Yo, that, I mean, that's one thing, you know. It's, it's, it's life. You're right? seeing the cats that have it that but are just like, like chilling. It's just, it's just like some, just some oh, could get ass it. white. I mean, just like there's no good motherfuckers that just don't want to yeah. pay for their son or their yeah. daughter. You know that like they have the means to do it, or they quit their job because they just right. don't want to pay child support. Yo, their asses need yeah. to pay. Like, I agree. You know I what I'm saying? As to a man that you know is like, hey, look, okay, yo, things happen. All right, like you know. I lost my job, whatever. Right. Things happen. But like at the end of the day, I want to be a parent. You know what I'm saying? For my son, my daughter, I want to make sure that, you know, that's my legacy. I want to make sure that I provide for he or she. And I want to make sure that I'm I'm there. Right. Through thick and through thin. Like, you know, just because a person doesn't have the necessary financial means doesn't give the other parent the right to say when or, or try to govern when or when that parent can, you know, be so to that be, point, be, you, be, a, be a parent. When, when that parent can be a parent, pretty much. Like I don't think that a mother or father should have that right to do that. Do you think that's the parent that gets custody of the child? Most of the times, it is, is is the mother. Do you think that they abuse their authority and their power within that, knowing that the courts generally will side with them? Or fucking right. <laughs> I'm not saying every woman does right, it, but right, you know what I'm saying. Not. But like, yo, there are women that will fucking press the button just because, just to. To piss the father off, like just because. so. What do you, why do you do you think that? Like so, let me ask you all this: How do we get from two people? Probably not decide to have a kid because I think most of us are accidents, and like people hate when I say that. <laughs> Yo, damn. We we. Like, well, no, no. I, I, I get what you. I yeah, get, I get me, me and they had this not, conversation not saying in a sense of like, ooh, like accident, but like. like let me. If, no, but I don't want to go too much. It wasn't tangent. planned, right? How it, many it, how right. many black people do you know sat down and planned out their families? I'm serious. Shanae and I had this conversation. She had to, she called her parents because I was like, I know I wasn't. My mother had me when she was eight, got pregnant when she was 18 mm-hmm. in college. There ain't no way in the world she yeah. planned that shit. If I she think, did, my grandparents were. I think most of us are in a sense of like, if it happens, we're gonna roll and make sure that we do. Well, that ain't planned. We well, see, right? That's my point. Like you just, yeah, like little Mikey was playing. Really. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, true, like, true, true, was true. it like year to year, like in the sense? Well, no, but like, you know his his situation. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah, oh yeah. They yeah, had to yeah, obviously, yeah. but yeah. that's my point. Like y'all, not only so, this is gonna happen on the podcast. Everybody listening, we're gonna go off some topics. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry about that. Everybody. But like, just we, yeah. But right. like, that's the realness of it. Pal. Yeah, no, that's the authenticity. <laughs> uh, shit, I can't even say it. But like, <laughs> but but like, so you guys, the situation is a good one in that you came together. You are engaged, and your fiance already had a set of children, right. and you did not. And so you two actively decided to go through the process mm-hmm. of having a child. That's very different from like my parents sleeping together in college and ended up my mom ended right. up pregnant. Right, or like, right. You know. So it, like when I told Sinead, I was like, I know I was an accident. And I was like, you were too. And she was like, No, nah, my parents planned me. <laughs> so she called her mom and dad. And they kind of were like, yeah, they wanted a daughter because they only had mm-hmm. boys. They wanted a daughter. Mm-hmm. But I was like, they're just trying to make you feel good. Like, we yeah. usually I, I you probably just slip was up. A, I, yeah. And that's how it happens. My parents had me at such an old age. Like, I, it's hard for me to tell if I was an accident or not. I mean, I could have been playing because my parents, so I'm the only child between my parents. You know, my mom. It, and that's the crazy part about my situation versus, you know, someone like my dad. My dad came into a situation 
But my mom already had kids. And then years later, I came. I don't know if I was playing. It, it has the it has the smellings of an accident, but I don't know. I could I could have been playing because because my dad already had a, a child. He had a daughter. Mm-hmm. My mom had three kids, so it's like, but that's why well, you don't want to add another one to that. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's what. Yeah. So that's back to the original point. Like you have, like how does it go from two people have a child unplanned or planned, and you're happy mm-hmm. to a year or two later or whatever the time frame is, mm-hmm. y'all hate each other's guts. Yeah. Like, how the hell does that happen? And why is it that as two adults, you can't say, look, maybe we didn't work out, whatever it was, whether it was because of cheating or just because we just, we just no, no one did anything bad. Mm-hmm. Maybe we just weren't compatible anymore. We realized that. Mm-hmm. But why can't we step back and say, okay, we didn't work out, but we're going to try to work, work together because this kid is here, not because of their own doing, because of our doing. Mm-hmm. Well, how... Why is that so hard to kind of like work out? That is a very that's a oh, that's a real good question. Good question, well, that's, man. That's um, that, that's why I'm leading the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> right, I mean, yo, my two cents. Like, I feel like typically in in, in most breakups, like especially when there's kids involved, it. Uh, let's take the kids out real quick, right? Most breakups, it's all it's some type of venom involved in them, right? For some reason, because that's why you're breaking up. Like, it's very rare that you're breaking up because, you you know, y'all sat down and said, hey, we just not, we just don't work for each other. You know what I'm saying? So, um, because there's usually some animosity there, now when you sprinkle the kids into it, sometimes they're used as a pawn, unfortunately, right? Um, and how they use as a pawn is I, I don't know if it's if you think about it, I don't know if it's like that person sets out to say, Well, I'm gonna use this, my kids against this person, yeah. right? But I think you know, you know the saying, hurt people hurt people, right? Yeah, yeah. so when you're in a situation like that, you you yeah. trying to you throwing blows, yeah, and it gets so bad that like it continues to go on, and then that's when it, 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 it goes on for a while where instead of like you said. Once it blows over the first couple haymakers and we say, all right, look, we got these kids. Let's work this out. Right. By the time we get to thinking that part, we're already in court. Well, let you know me throw these two oh, things oh, at oh, you. Go ahead, Juan. I think, um, I think it happens in the sense of two, like both of the parents are young. It, it, it also depends on when they have the child. Well, not, not necessarily because, I mean, people are old and they get into fights all the time yeah. when it comes to the rights of the children. But I, I do know... I think when it comes to kids, um, both parents may have some type of ideology of how they want to raise their yeah. kid or how right. what they want to instill in their kid. Mm-hmm. And sometimes um, one parent may see it in a sense of they may not want that in a sense, you know, for the parent, I mean, for the child or whatever. Um, so I mean, that could be the case. Uh, like Mike said, you know, it could be a case to where like they broke up and one party may be upset and may spew venom or maybe, you know, maybe angry about the situation and they may want to take it out on the other, the person and they may use the child as a pawn. So, yeah. you know, it, I mean, it's, it's different, but I think, you know, young, you know, both parties are emotional, you know what I mean, about the situation. Then on top of that, you have a kid and whenever you have a kid in, in the situation in the middle, it always changes the, the dynamic, you know, of a person. Um, so let me ask you that on that kid part, 
then like Shanae and I have opted not to have kids and I don't know if we ever will. Mm-hmm. We all know that like we recognize her and I talk about this all the time. We say we know if we introduce a kid in this situation, no matter what, it's going to change the fundamentals of our situation. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that a kid is going to change what, what your relationship is. So then why do so many people opt to have kids, particularly with people they're not married with or people that they can't see themselves with long term? Like, is it just because too. it happens? Like, yeah. you know, we, we know that it's going to change everything. Yeah. So why I even have the, why, I'm not saying why, not, I, I'm not saying abort that child. I'm just saying overall, I like, think, why have a kid Why then? put yourself in that situation, right? Because right. I think at the end of the day, <clears throat> almost everybody in this world wants to have a child. In the sense, not saying all of them, but at the end of the day, when you look back at it, you, you kind of want to have a little you. You know, um, but I mean, is it? But is that? I've had a, I had a colleague say that to me, mm-hmm. and he was like, "You know, what happens when you guys get older and there's no kid to take care of you, or what happens when like everybody around you has children?" And I said, "Well, look, my mom had five of us, and only two of her kids helped when she was sick. Right. So just having a kid doesn't mean that they're going to help. That's true. Mm-hmm. But like, is it is it selfish to just want to have a little you? You know, like it and bringing them into a situation where mm-hmm. maybe there's some volatility. Mm-hmm. Or I maybe, think so." You know, like, yeah. and, I, I, and, and, and I'm not judging also, anybody. Everybody, listen, I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying that to say, well, don't have kids. I'm just asking the overall questions. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I think I, I, when it comes to like the volatility of of situations, I mean, you also got to look at like the pillars of what makes a situation or a relationship bad. You well, know, was like, the situation jacked up before the kid got here? Like, were there seeds of jacked upness that's, that's before the saying. kid got I, here? I mean, that's what I'm saying because I know a lot of people that have kids, and you know, they've been in they've been married or they've been with the, the person for X amount of years and they love it and they would not want to have anything change. Right. So, right. I mean, it all depends on situation. Like, yo, I think most for people like people in our circle, right. Mm-hmm. Let's use that as an example. Mm-hmm. For the most part, people in those situations now were <clears throat> with these people long term, yeah. you know, in, long committed relationships with these people some even engaged some even you know thinking so i i think that in our circle alone for the most part they they saw themselves being able to be with this person right after a while sometimes in some cases when the baby came things changes changed um sometimes in some cases when the baby came things were great for a while and then it changed which totally happens um so from that standpoint to answer your question, I feel like <clears throat> I feel like sometimes we feel like we're those situations work or going to work. This is who I'm gonna be with. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like there's also cases where you get caught up in that moment. You know what I'm saying? And we don't think when we in that moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, and we don't think until afterwards. So after we bust that and yeah, then you like, fuck. What did I just do? You know what I'm saying? And and that's I it, like and going back to what you said from the beginning. How many black situations or black families that you know were planned? So like instead of thinking it out beforehand, like when we're in that moment, we're not thinking about that. I think I one thing I will give our circle the most the props on props on for the most part is like all of us have pretty much thought that process out you know what i mean like it's very few of us that have kids if any that have kids that had just happened and with the wrong person you know what i'm saying it wasn't with people that yeah. like i said already that we didn't think that we could be with you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah. mm-hmm. 
But those situations where, yo, you got a, the neighborhood thought pregnant, oh, you obviously nice. weren't thinking. Yeah, well, right? th- well, thank God nobody out the circle has that, <laughs> right. that situation. That, right. You know, but, at hand. But like, I mean, I, and I'm I'm kind of going in a circle, but to what you said, Alex, that's a, that's a very good question. You know what I mean? I think, but it boils down to what you said from the beginning. Our culture, we really don't, I mean, we we don't plan. Like, we really don't plan it. Like, it, it, in my situation, we planning my son, which it was weird. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, and then talking to other people who, who were trying to have kids in our circle and explaining to them, like, how that process worked. Yeah. It's weird. And it's almost like, I mean, it's almost like, yo, what? Like, that's what you do? Because you you literally planning out what you're doing versus typically when you when it, in the act that you that it takes to have to make a baby, typically you just doing it. But when you planning it, it's different. So I I think even down to that line, that boils down to us as a culture just not doing that because it's just it's just different. You know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. different. For us. I I think you're right. Like I think this the planning thing is certainly missing within our community. And it probably isn't a greater, just in communities in general. Right. But one of the differences between us as black people and, and white people, as an example, is like by and large, on average, white people are well, more well off than we are. Mm-hmm. So if a kid is an accident, so to speak, they sometimes have the financial means to at least shoulder that burden in a better way than we do. Mm-hmm. And so like me and Sinead talk about, we talk about having a kid so much that people think we want to have a kid. Right. And it's not so much that we want to as much as. We, we are constantly trying to make sure we are on the same page. Right. Do we want to have one? Do, do I want to have one a little bit more? Does she, we just can't, how would it impact our financial situation? How would it impact yeah. our social lives, our, our mental lives? Our, and nothing more than our relationship. Because I'm a big believer in, like, I've heard people, you know, who have kids and they say, like, the kid becomes the center of their world. Right. Mm-hmm. Shanae is the center of my world. And the foundation, if we decide to have a child, is me and hers marriage. Mm-hmm. Not like that. Like, I find that people often push their marriage or their relationship to the side a little bit, and the kid becomes like the end all be all. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that like we wouldn't do everything or we wouldn't go hungry for the kid to eat as much as if her and I are on the right page, we're the foundation, and then hopefully that kid fits right in. Fits it. right in on top of that, not like the other way around. Yeah. And so I wanted to ask you guys this: Why is it that? And this is on both ends. So, in regards to the child support conversation, mm-hmm. a woman decides the mother says i'm gonna i'm gonna jab the father a little bit so i'm gonna take him to court and try to get more money i'm gonna make it even though i know he's trying i'm gonna make it a little more difficult because when i see that happen in some cases like you mentioned Quan, like well maybe the dude just doesn't have it so if you're the mother and you're trying to gouge the father of more money and he really doesn't have it you're ultimately hurting the child because if that father can't support himself how can he essentially support the child but then on the flip if your father's saying well look I'm tired of her asking for money. I'm not going to give her any more. Well, how do you know that kid really don't need more money? Right. So you're hurting. You're not even hurting each other. You're hurting the kid, but you're like, you're masking it between hurting each other. Yeah. Right. Okay. So <laughs> now it's a, it's a, it's a two edged sword when it comes to this, right? That's why, that's why I said from both ends. Yeah. Because there's one aspect of it to where you never want to question the fact of what, what your, your kid, kid needs. needs right. Or, right if you need to provide for your son or your daughter, like, right. you know, you want to make sure that your son or your daughter has everything that he or she needs. Right. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that, and just like you said, things happen, mm-hmm. you know, that person goes their way, you go your way. At the end of the day, you guys have a kid in the middle. 
that person wants to instill XYZ in their kid, you want to make sure you instill everything in, in, in your kid as well. And you, at the end of the day, you just want to make sure that you're there, right? Mm-hmm. Both parties want to make sure that they're there for their, their kid, right? But what if I have my son or my daughter, right? And I'm eating fucking pork and beans <laughs> and I'm paying X, Y, and Z, you know, to provide. But when I have my son, I can barely even take him out to go get ice cream or my yeah, daughter. That's fair. You know what I'm saying? Or, or I can't go buy my son or my daughter that toy that, that they want, you know, because, you know, I'm trying to make sure that I have my foundation straight mm-hmm. and I'm trying to make sure that when I have my son or my daughter, right. they're with me and that they're okay and that they're mm-hmm. fine and they don't have to want for anything. So you when know? you're in that situation, so, like you mentioned, like you said, you're doing everything for your kid, but it's mm-hmm. draining you to a point where like it's hurting the overall situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so let me ask you this. Do you think when, when men, specifically black men, when you're in a situation where you're, you're keeping your kid X amount of days a week and you're giving financial support, you're giving... Uh, uh, emotional support, everything that a kid really needs to, to be a productive child and adult. If you're giving all of that, but yet it's draining you to a point where you are struggling to survive. And if I wh- say something about it, then I'm looked at as... Well, let me. so you say something to the mother, but do you think black men are afraid to actually go back to the courts and say, wait, I'm doing everything I can. She's, she's taking advantage. Like, why don't we have more brothers willing to go and fight for their right versus just letting the mother dictate what the rights are? I think, like you said, our, our brothers are scared to go back. Yeah, yeah for yeah, one, I mean, they feel like ain't nobody they, gonna listen to you, right? You know? We we know somebody that went. The mother tried to get more money. He went to court, and the judge reduced, reduced it, it because yeah. the judge recognized she was trying to pull a fast one. Right. Yeah. I think. Yeah. <sighs> well, I think it's a little bit different now in the sense of you, like the from the male aspect. Like if you're able to go back and you're able to say, "Hey, look, you know, I'm here for my child." But, I mean, yo, if, if I can't pay my bills yeah. <laughs> because right. I'm paying all this child support or I'm paying all this, you know, all the, all the other things, you know, for, for the other parent while they're there and I can't do X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. then, I mean, I, 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 my son or my daughter's losing out from this yeah. situation. So, like, I, look, when it comes to it at the end of it all, look, things happen. I get it. I understand. Like, you know, but at the end of the day, you want to make sure you're good. You want to make sure the other person is good. So... When they the, when the kid is there, they're good. But also when the kid is with you, you want to provide good as right. a stable household. Right. You know, you want to make sure financially you're straight. Like, I want to make sure that my foundation is good mm-hmm. to make sure that I can provide for my kid. Right. You know, like, I don't want to have to, I shouldn't have to pay all of your stuff or a, 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 a half or a quarter of your stuff, you know, for you to do X, Y, and Z. But I can make sure that I, my foundation isn't good. Yeah, yeah. You know, my, my foundation is crumbling because I'm paying X, Y, and Z for yours. That, that just doesn't make any sense. Like, yeah. prime example. And like I said, please, everybody's listening. Please don't judge me. Like I said, I, I, I get it. I understand. If the person, if the parent isn't there, yeah. And he, does, he or she doesn't want to be there. Yeah, get his ass for what you need. Because it's hard out here and you have to raise your kids. And financial, you know, financial stability is very important. You know what I mean for the for the upbringing for, and for the uprising or the up roof for your your kid, I I totally get it, and you know you're not as, as stressed. I I mm-hmm. understand that, but don't rape the other person. You know just because you're venomous and you're upset because he or she y'all didn't work out. Prime example, I was in Target one day and uh, this was like a Germantown. I was I was at Target one day. And this when I was I was working. I went on break, and 
I went in to Target, and I, I this was like two years ago. And I'm telling yeah, you, I was going to get one of them Target um, soft prices. <laughs> <laughs> I do love the popcorn and the and the, 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 the slushies, but that's that's another note. So I'm walking, and this was like around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. I'm going in, I'm walking, and I see this I see this lady, and I mean she's decked out. This was like a Friday. This was like I think I think this was like maybe like on the first or the fifteenth. Mm-hmm. This lady was decked out. I mean, hair done, nails done. I mean, <laughs> Gucci down, UGG boots on, and everything. Right? She's in the aisle. I mean, her cart is packed with food. Mm-hmm. Packed with food, crab legs, shrimp, all type of shit. Right? She has two kids there. I'm looking at her kids. Kids don't have a haircut, have dingy ass sneakers, shoes, had, I mean, like just nasty. I mean, you, right. you can tell like just this hand me down stuff. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and she's in here, you know, buying all this stuff. I mean, she's, I mean, dressed head to toe, mm-hmm. down, head to toe down. And she's sitting there. I mean, she's kind of, and you could tell she's kind of gloating a little bit. Right. Like she kind of feeling good about herself and everything. And <laughs> I'm looking at her and I'm like, <sighs> And I don't want to say like, man, she's doing all this by herself. Right. But it just seems like she wasn't doing all this by herself. Like, it seems like she was kind of living on the system, you well, know, pretty even much. If, even if she was doing it on her own, I don't think that like you should be decked out and your kids are dingy. Like, that's ridiculous. You know, yeah. no, like no matter where, if she's getting help or not like that, that's probably not a good look. Let me, let me, so. So it, I'm just saying, it just irritated me. And then I'm just looking at her and I'm just like, I know she's not good doing all this by herself. Like. She's probably on the system. Probably she probably getting child support, and she just you know just racking up, just paying all that. And I'm sitting there just looking at her like, and I bet you she'd be the one to tell you that she's the independent. She's Miss Independent. She does everything by herself. She all X Y Z da 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 da. But if you probably dig into it a little bit more, you know it's a little bit more beneath the surface. So like, so when people are in those situations, and we've talked about child support being really expensive, and sometimes maybe the system takes advantage of a brother. Do you think that's why so many fathers end up running off and not not taking care of their responsibility with their child? I don't know. Um, I think this maybe <laughs> honestly, man, I don't I don't know. I mean, I think there's maybe some cases to where the, the the father really tries, and you know, a situation where you know the the other the parent may make it hard. But I mean, that's still. Like you said, if it gets to that point, then you, you know you have to do what you got to do, and you got to go to court, and you have to get your rights. Um, but then there's, there's some no good motherfuckers, some niggas out here too that just don't want to do what's right. You know that they have hey, eight nine kids, are. yo, and like don't care, and will go off and sleep with the next woman right down the street, and will do X, Y, and Z. So like, look, so I'm not saying I'm not gonna sit here and advocate for all men because there's some no good assholes out here that don't do yeah. shit for their for their kids, mm-hmm. and yep. we all know. Dudes that are like that, you know. Yep. So, like I said, I, I mean, for those type of guys, you know, that may see their kid one time a year and know that their son is down the street or their daughter's down the street or don't, you know, want to do X, Y, and Z, that's justified. That's justified because that kid shouldn't have to go through that, you know. That's fair. But at the end of the day, if the parent is there, both parents are there, you know, and and they are trying, and that that father wants to be a father. I mean, and it's showing that he's 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 capable and willing. Like, don't don't make don't make the shit hard on him, and the, because at the end of the day, the, the kid has to fail. The kid, I mean, the kid doesn't fail. I'm sorry, <clears throat> the kid goes through that. The the yeah. kid, you know, at the end of the day, 
takes the grunt of that, you mm-hmm. know, and you don't want to see your kids out here hurting, you know, or, or, or failing because of that situation, man. So within the child support conversation, uh, and I, as I mentioned, I think some some men get a bad rap for men who aren't there, but um, I think that a lot of men, there are a lot of men out there who child support or not, uh, they just bail from the responsibility of raising their, their child. And, you know, I think some, some men can hide behind the, I don't get along with the mother or I don't have it or whatever the situation is. But I am a product of a dude that uh, bailed on his situation. And so um, we earlier, you know, we looked at the video of Jalen Rose talking about um, meeting his father for the first time. And Jalen Rose's father was the number one traffic. Jalen Rose obviously played in the NBA, but he didn't meet his father until later on in life. And so I'm curious with, with some of you guys, you know, to ask some of you guys, like, just what your overall thoughts are about men who don't care, don't take care of their children. And if you feel like there's any reason or any legitimate excuse that might make it so that it's hard for them to be in their child's life. Um, well, personally, I don't. I don't particularly, um, I don't want to say, I don't know. I, I guess I don't particularly care for just uh, anybody. They don't particularly care for people who um, don't take care of their children. And, and, and well, let me take that back. I won't say I, I don't care for that particular person, but I will say it definitely makes it harder uh, for those who are trying to take care of their kids. Uh, when you step into the courtroom, uh, as a man, especially as a black man, uh, you're already at a disadvantage. Um, and that's because of the scores of brothers who came before you who just didn't care to be in their child's life or, you know, whatever the case may be. And <clears throat> unfortunately, in the courtroom, that's probably what they see most. So when you have somebody who is trying to um, be in their child's life, they're going through a situation with the baby mother and um a lot of things a lot of things happen a lot of things are said or what what have you but it just makes it harder for somebody like that to walk into the courtroom a, a father a black father and convince people that hey I'm here to take care of my child I'm not just here um to get more visitation so you can lower my child support payment um cuz you know they you gotta you gotta deal with that that perception as well. So <clears throat> I definitely feel some kind of way about it, only because well, for two reasons, it, it makes it harder for people. I went through that situation. It, it was hard for me. I walked into the to the courtroom. I had a black judge, and he still you know kind of looked at me sideways. Um, but <clears throat> the one thing one of the things I did have on my side is that. Um, there were a lot of consistencies in the story that she was telling and the consistencies in the story I was telling now. Uh, <laughs> there were some inconsistencies as, as well. But you could tell, I mean, looking back on it now in the courtroom, you could, you could probably tell that, hey, this is, this is a, a case of a failed relationship and there's some bitter feelings there um, on both ends. But <clears throat> still at the end of the day, um, when it came time to, to, to bang that gavel and, and issue out a court order, even though the, the first one, the black judge, he, it was a temporary order. You know, he kind of gave me this look like, 
Okay, you say you're here to take care of your child. All right, well, put your money where your mouth is. And he slammed me with $1,500 a month for one child. Uh, my son was less than one years old at the time. Um, <clears throat> and I, I wasn't making, I, I mean, I wasn't making that much then. Um, so it, it was hard. It was hard. But just the, the feeling, and it's like he's looking at me like, hey, you know, like I said, put your money where your mouth is. And I'm just looking at him like, it, <laughs> look, bro, you know, I'm, I'm just here for my kid, mm -hmm. you know. And so I, I felt like after leaving the courtroom and, and I know some people who I'm, I'm cool with to this day that, you know, they may not be always, you know, there for their kid, whatever, whatever the court, I don't know their whole situation, so I'm not going to judge them. But I will say that <clears throat> because we have more cases like that, it does make it harder. It makes it harder for fathers who are trying to step up. So, uh, yeah. That, I appreciate you sharing your story, and, and if you guys didn't recognize the voice, that's Brandon, our fourth host, uh, who just joined the conversation. You. So, uh, you know, that's a, A, you know, I appreciate you sharing what your child support judgment was. That That's personal. You don't certainly don't have to do that. Um, I know somebody that pays over $1,000, um, and that, to me, that's, that's a lot of money, but I understand it costs a lot of money also to raise a child. And we kind of talked about before you joined the conversation. Um, how the fathers, particularly the black fathers that aren't there, make it harder on the black fathers that are. Mm -hmm. And society views you as a black man, regardless if you're there or not, through the lens of black men not being there. Right. And I don't know if either one of you, Mike or Quan, want to chime further on that specific situation before I, I go into what my story is. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I was there with Brandon. And... um. And I, I remember saying to him, when I seen the black judge, I was like, oh, you good. Because I figured that he'd understand he's a man that's trying to, you know, see his son. Because like he said, yo, he really was there because he wanted more time with his son. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, here's a black man who could probably see that this young black man is trying to be there for his son. And it went whatever way, you know. and I'll leave that for Brandon to discuss further if he wants to. But um, <clears throat> at the end of the day, like we started off saying, the system is broken. All this money out here, all these so-called smart motherfuckers out here, somebody got to be able to figure out a creative way to look into what is actually needed, what the cost is, what this person makes, what that person mm -hmm. makes. How can we equally break this down? You know, like you said earlier, Alex, you know, one parent, hey, is covering medical costs. One parent is covering daycare. Maybe we split in daycare mm -hmm. and then we splitting everything else down the middle. But it's got to be a way to creatively fix this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's not ever. I'm, I'm sure there's no foolproof way because. People can hide this and hide that, right? Um, but I think when it gets down to the nuts and bolts of it, the the core of it, um, the foundation of it, it's something can be figured out so that it doesn't come out to where one parent is struggling, 
to survive while another one is living like a, a king or queen um and that a way that both parents can survive and then that kid is benefiting because both kids are i mean both parents are living comfortable for themselves you know what i mean so that's my end all be all with it is that it's 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 a broken system and it needs to be fixed one way or another it seems like the more that you get assistance overall like if the mother, okay, like I said, it doesn't work out, all right, fine. But at the end of the day, you guys still understand that you guys have a kid and you want to raise the kid, make sure that the kid is straight and you want to, you know, do what's right. It seems like it would be more beneficial over to help each other overall because beneficially it helps the kid, right? So if you two both are not struggling, the kid won't struggle. Yep. Right. But... And not just financially, but emotionally, mentally. Like, if all your, if both parents are doing what they're supposed to do, that uplifts the child. That uplifts the child. Right. You know, so, and I get that, like, you know, you may have a, a point to where one party may feel upset about it or, but at the end of the day, that shouldn't take out, that, that, shouldn't, that shouldn't, in any shape, form, or fashion, the kid shouldn't have to be caught in the middle of that, you know? Um, because when you all win, the kid wins. Yep. But when you consistently don't do what's right, I guess, in the sense for the mother or for the father, the kid has to suffer from that. And all, at the end of the day, we're saying, like, I don't know why we're even, like, I'm just saying in general, like, why is there even such a, a, a big miscommunication when it comes to this? You know what I mean? Like, I, I just don't understand it. I don't get it. Why is there such a big communication or a lack of information when it comes to <clears throat> our families or our community. I mean, there's a number of things that contribute to why black people uh, disproportionately struggle with even raising children versus maybe other cultures. Yeah. And I think one of the things it's important for us to do is like, I think young women have to recognize just because you have a kid, that doesn't mean a dude's gonna wanna stick around. And I think men have to recognize like if you're not willing to step up if a child is born, then you have no business out there having unprotected sex. And as we talk about this overall conversation about like black fathers and our place within the family or our place within the system, it's like all, you know, all four of us are sitting here. And I think one of the things that jumps out most to me is that all, you know, three of you guys are fathers and I'm the one that's not the father. And all three of you are in your kid's life. Like, you know, you're not halfway there. You're not, you know, you're giving financially, you're giving emotionally, you're giving mentally, you're there for your kid. And probably if you put four brothers in a room, most people would think if there are kids involved, at least two or three of them brothers ain't doing what they're supposed to do. Right. But on the flip of that, what's also interesting is that as all four of us sit here as men, like I'm the only one that grew up without his dad. And you probably would think most of us come from situations where our dads weren't here. But like, Mike, you grew up in a two parent household. Brandon, you did too. Quan, your dad was in your life. And like, I th like as we talk about the child support conversation, like it made me think about my father. And so what's funny is that like my father never denied that I was this kid, like at all, even though he was never there. I only, I met my father for the first time when I was 17, met him again when I was 25 and I haven't talked to him since. Uh, and I'm 38 now. But I remember um, my mom, like had finally decided she was gonna get child support from my dad. And his name's on my birth certificate, 
people that knew my mom and dad growing up knew I was, like everybody knew I was a kid. I remember my, the barber I used to go to in Frederick, his son was best friends with my dad. And his, he was like, your, your dad still carries your picture in his wallet. And I was like 15 at the time when he told me that. So like my mom decided to go get child support. And yo, this dude decided to dispute the child support and say I wasn't his kid. First time ever that he had ever said I wasn't his kid. I look like him. I talk like him. Our mannerisms are the same. And I was like, I was think I was 13 when that happened. And so he tried to dispute me being his kid. And then it was this big thing. And then my mom just dropped it. But like, um, like I'm, so I'm trying to process all of this. Cause like, I want to tell this story in this, in the right place, in the right order. Right. But like, we talked about earlier how like most black people don't, or a lot of black people don't plan to have a kid. It seems like that's out of the norm. You know, my mom, was at Maryland, University of Maryland, when she got pregnant with me. My father was not at Maryland, but he grew up in Montgomery County. He was going up there, you know, I guess sleeping with her, and I would imagine other women, because I have a sister that's a year younger than me that I met later on in life. Mm-hmm. But, like, he, him and my mom got pregnant. And my grandparents, um, they had raised their kids. And so, like, the only kid that was still at my grandparents' house was my Aunt Peachy. She was 15 when I was born. and my grandparents decided to raise me because my mom was like 19 when I came along. My dad was 19. They really weren't in a position to raise me. My grandparents took me, but like my grandfather never liked my dad. Like he, he said he was like a, uh, a good for nothing pretty boy. All right. Never liked him. <laughs> now he, if he, you know, if he was in his, my grandfather's a little ill, but if he was in his right frame of mind, he would say it's not that he didn't like him. Is that he just didn't respect a man that didn't take care of his family. Right. Which is true because my grandfather had five kids, worked all hours a day, raised two more grandkids, yeah. did what he was supposed to do and beyond what he was supposed to do. Yeah. So like my dad, here's this dude who, you know, he was good at basketball. Um, this was the 80s or 90s. He's light skinned. That was I think that was in back then. Girls liked him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like he was feeling himself. And so like I remember being little and like not really processing the idea that like my dad wasn't there. So I remember like I grew up, I grew up in Frederick the first half of my life and the white families, all those kids had their fathers. Right. But like with me, you know, it was different. I was living with my grandparents. That was out of the norm growing up where I grew up at originally. And then like, I couldn't understand why he wasn't there. So I met my grandmother um, saying my mother ran him off and looking back at my mother did not ran my father off. Responsibility ran my father off. But that was my grandmother. My grandmother liked him one because he was good looking. (laughs) Uh, and I think she overlooked some of the foolishness with him, Right. but that was also, I think her putting undue responsibility on my mother. Like it was my mother's responsibility to make sure he did his job. Right. It wasn't, it was his job to make sure he did his job. Right. So like, um, and it's funny cause like me, me and my brother, we, you know, we have different fathers and then the younger three, they've got their own dad too. But like my mom never wanted us to know that we had different dads. She wanted us to think we had the same dad. My grandmother told me and Ryan, day one, we had different dads. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing to know at an early age, but we, but we knew. Right. So, like, my dad, um, I didn't meet him, like I said, until I was 17. Dude didn't do anything for me his whole entire life. One thing he did for me was he bought me this, um, this blue knit onesie. And... I'm trying to, like, he bought it, and my mom, get, like, I was, I was, I don't know, I don't know, like, 20-something, like, my mom, she still had this onesie. She mm-hmm. kept it all these years. She gives it to me, whatever, and I had it. 
so like uh, I had it for a couple years when I was living in Owings Mills, and then when I bought my house, I was gonna throw it away. Mm-hmm. That that one thing that he bought for me was not coming into my home. Mm-hmm. Like my home, in a lot of ways, was <clears throat> like the pinnacle of me becoming the man that he tried to derail for me from becoming. Right. So I wasn't gonna take that into my house. Yeah. So I told my mom, and she was like. I said, I'm going to throw it away. She was like, no, you might, you might want this later on in life. I'm going to keep it. So she took it back. Mm. So then earlier this year when she, you know, she passed away and we were cleaning out her house, uh, my sister comes downstairs and she's like, do you know who this, who this belongs to? And I said, that's the only thing my dad ever bought for me. It's mine. Mm. And so she gave it to me. I went back upstairs. My, my Aunt Nita, who knew my dad, when she went to Maryland to knew my dad with my mom and all that stuff. Mm. I was like, Nita, you know, this is the only thing my dad ever bought me. I said, I'm throwing it away. And she was like, I'm going to hold on to it because you may want it later on. But my thing was like, I wasn't bringing it into my home. Right. Like that, that represented something for me that, you know, he, he, like I said, he tried to actively derail. And I'm sorry if I'm, I'm kind of rambling a bit. No, nah, man. Nah, no, go nah. ahead. Everything that you're saying, man, is, is, is valid. And yo, it's, it's good that you, you know, you speak about it. Um, because even, you know, like we grew up together and like, I never knew that, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I never knew that. Um, yo, he, like I, I mean, I, 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 you know, I always knew, but I, right. I knew that, you know, I never. Like you don't tr- put two and two things together when you're little kids. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I, I never knew that, but I, I knew it, but I never wanted to, you know, ask you about it because it was never anything yeah, in the sense mean, of like. Yo, when we remember that house my mom had in Ellicott City, the big joint. Yeah. So, I was 17 when she got that house, and I, I don't even know why, but. She wanted me to meet my dad, or I wanted to meet my dad. I don't even know what happened, but she tracked him down. And I remember thinking, I was 17, and in order for me to see my father, my mother had to take me to go see him. Like, he didn't even have a car, mm-hmm. license, nothing to come see his, not just his firstborn, but it, the only boy that at least we know that he had. Right. I know I got a couple of sisters, but I'm the only boy that I know that's out there. So, like, not, she had to go take me to go see him. But, yo, like, I remember getting out the car and, you know, he had, had, hadn't seen me in 17 years, had not seen my mom in God knows how long. And, like, and he started flirting with my mother. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, it was, we- it was mm-hmm. weird, right? Like, he started fl- literally flirting with my mother. And in that moment, it wasn't even, like, I didn't even think, like, well, he's paying more attention to my mom than me. You know what clicked in my head? The way that I flirt with women mirrored how he flirted with women and it was just funny to see like what's passed on that's like yeah like i i immediately noticed like wait yeah that's how i talk to like girls right it was crazy in the moment yo and then like late you know i don't see him ever again after that but i did find out at that point i had a sister named nikki who was a year younger than me and another sister named janie who's like a decade younger than me and when i was 25 i had tracked down my father through court records or whatever and I found his, the last place on record that he was living. And my father's name is Andre Lynn Hackey. Dude grew up in Montgomery County. And um, wow. he grew up an hour from where I lived in Frederick. And so one of the things about this podcast that allows us, I think, to connect to anyone that's listening is that, like, when you think of fatherless kids or you think of fathers that ain't doing right, you always think of, like, the inner city or you think of, like, yep. poor black areas. Yeah. I grew up in Howard County the second wealthiest county in, in Maryland. My father grew up in Montgomery County, the wealthiest county in, in, in Maryland. Mm-hmm. Like, you, like this, this isn't just a thing that happens in like poor areas. Like this happens all over the place. Yep. And like, 
my dad, I remember I left a message on the number that I found and said, you know, this is Andre's son, Jamie. Um, I'm looking for him. Two weeks go by, I get a phone call. It's my father. And he, he was like, is everything all right? And I remember hearing him say that. And I, it, like, it was like a genuine ass. Like he wasn't saying it like, he was like, it sounded genuine to me. Right. And I was like, no, and, you know, I said, things are cool. I just, I was looking for you, whatever. Looking at linking up. Because yeah. there were things about me that I wanted to know that no one else could answer. Yeah. L- link with him. And then I, I go, I get to meet my sister and her son. And we have a good, we, we had a good relationship. But like, there were questions that I had with my own dad. Like, just general questions like, yo, why weren't you there? And whatever excuse he gave, I was going to be okay with because I don't know what it's like to be 19 years old and have a kid on the way. Mm-hmm. But he couldn't even give me like an excuse. Not even like, yo, I, I didn't, I would, if he had he even just said, I was just sleeping with your mother. All right. I've been, I know I've been there, whatever. He couldn't even give me that kind of reason. Mm-hmm. I didn't need a bullshit one. Just give me whatever the legit reason was. And so like, I get to go to the family reunion and I notice, yo, that they've got a book of from the very first hacky on up. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, wait, family's this important to y'all. And here's the lone grandchild that's a boy at that. Right. That in a lot of cultures carries the name, even mm-hmm. though my last name is Holland, but carries the name, the seed, all those things. Mm-hmm. I'm the one that got left out. Mm-hmm. Right? So it was a it was like Sorry, bro. That you know what that let him finish, of, yo. Let him finish. Yeah, let go, him ahead, finish. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, finish. I'm gonna tell he you he on the roll, Yeah, yo. go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You gotta finish that. You gotta keep going. So like me and my sister, Nikki, we're a year apart, and I started going over her house to see her a couple times a month, got to meet my nephew. And I remember, like, there's a picture of me and my nephew that I still have. I haven't seen Nikki in, like, now. It's probably been, like, 10 years. But, like, we kept up for a minute, and there's this picture of me and my nephew. And, like, Sinead would say, like, that's the happiest i ever seen you in this picture. Hmm. And, yeah, I got to connect to people aside of me that I'd only right. known through stories. Right. But I remember with Nikki, I was like, I asked her, you know, was my father there for her and all these things. And she, cause she, I think she called him dad and I call him Andre. Mm-hmm. And she was like, he was there, but like, even though he was there with her, he never helped support financially. So like, you know, I, I remember telling her like, look, here's my story. Here's what I know about him. If you love him, cool. Like don't change what you feel about him because of what I'm telling you. If you decide to look at him a bit differently because you know my story, cool. But like, you don't, don't feel obligated that if I'm like, yo, he sucks, that means you got to say he sucks. Right. Our stories are different. Yeah. But she did tell me, she was like, my mom knew about you. She said her mom knew that he had me. So clearly he was messing with her mom and probably my mom at the same right. time or whatever. You know, but like when I told my, so when I told my mom when I was like 25, that I, I remember I went to my mom's one day. And I was like, my mom was in the living room with with her fiance at the time. And I was like, I walked in and said, hey, mom, how's it going? She's like, it's fine. They're watching her and her fiance watching TV. And I was like, Andre called me. The look on her face was like she had seen a ghost. Mm -hmm. Like she did not want. So like she got up. She was like, come upstairs. (laughs) We go upstairs because she didn't want to talk about it in front of her fiance neither. That was another thing. We go upstairs and she's like, so, you know, what happened? I said, I tracked him down, whatever, whatever. She's like. Whatever you want to do with him is on you. I don't want nothing to do with him. Mm-hmm. She was like, I'm not going to stand in the way of whatever you, but I don't want them to do with him. Cool. And so I told my grandfather, because for me, my grandfather is the only father I ever had. So I told my grandfather, and I, the one thing he said to me was, whatever you do, don't give him no money. <laughs> He's going to want something. Mm-hmm. 
So some time goes by, and I remember my father calling me. And he was he even though he lived in Montgomery County, he was working at Owens Mills, and he had the nerve to say to me, "Man, so yeah, when I'm out in Owens Mills, maybe I could spend a night at your house." And I was like, "Wait, I'm able at 25 to have my own place and do what I need to do." And I guess that he would have probably been like 45 at the time. You asking to stay at my place, and you ain't did a damn thing for me all 25 years of my life. Right. And sure enough, my grandfather knew this fool was going to ask me for something. Mm-hmm. Knew, yo. So that's a really long story. But that, like, I have little sympathy for anybody, specifically black men, not doing for their kids. So let me ask you this. Do you remember reaching out to me? When you was about to reach out to him, do you remember that? When you was in that process of fi- finding him, you reached out to me. Do you remember that? I don't remember. So remember, <clears throat> I remember you hitting me up like, "Yo, I'm thinking about um, getting in contact with my dad. I don't know how to go about it. Yo, you think I could talk to Pastor Wise?" Oh yeah. And I was like, yeah, sure. So I gave you, I gave her, I gave you her information and I connected y'all and y'all chatted about it. I remember you telling me y'all chatted about it. We never really went in depth about it, about your conversation. But I remember you going through that and deciding to, you know, follow through with it and stuff like that. Because I remember you saying like, y'all just had some questions that only he can answer. Yep. It's like, so that's why we talk about like child support and I hear men say, well, you know, the mother's making it difficult or like what, like you've got a motherfucking responsibility. Mm -hmm. I don't give a shit how hard she's making it. Like, because as a father, you don't recognize, like I'm a big believer in kids need their dad as equally as much as they need their mother. Yep. And maybe even like, you know, things like breastfeeding and things, obviously they need their mother. Right. But like they need their dad too. And I don't think fathers recognize the burden they put on a kid, particularly black sons, mm-hmm. when they have to grow up and over. Not only do we have to overcome general societal issues as black boys and black men, when your dad isn't there, yo, like yeah. the grandparents end up stepping up, the mother's got to step up, aunts and uncles step up, mm-hmm. and now this kid has to kind of navigate and figure out how to become a man without the, the person that's supposed to teach them how to become a man. Now, let yep. me say, I'm actually like, with all that said, I probably lived a better life with my father not here than being here. Mm-hmm. Had him and my mom tried to work it out, maybe he had stayed physically, but mentally and emotionally he would have checked out and had made more kids and maybe been abusive. I was fortunate enough that my grandparents basically became my father and my mother, and I had another set of parents. So I have little sympathy, yo, for brothers that's like, well, yo, it's tough or it's too expensive or motherfucker, you laid down. So I don't, I don't want to hear like, and I'm probably getting a little emotional, but I don't want to hear it. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, agree. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody, nobody, nobody wants to hear that. And I think we talked about this on a previous podcast, but like, even even if the situation is good between two co-parenting adults, the child still suffers in a way because they're still mm-hmm. growing up. Um, in two different two different households, and I don't know the statistics on how well or how much that affects children, but um, I, that's all that's all I heard when I was going through court is that 
it's important for the child to have a home. Because I was all about 50-50. He's 50% with you, he's 50% with me. And we figure it out from there. We, we, cut, the, we cut everything down the hat, you know, down the middle. Um, but even <clears throat> my, my uncle uh, in Chicago, who is a, who's a judge, and, and he's presided over a, a lot of family court cases, um, even he was telling me it is, it is important for the child to recognize one place as their home. Um, so, you know, he wanted me to understand that. Um, and the other thing he told me was don't give her any cash. <laughs> um, you know, everything you give, you know, make sure it's, it's paper trail. It, it's, a, it's a paper trail. Um, and the, the, the second part I, I thought was very wise advice and it's, it's you know, paper trail but the first part still to this day i even even if this if the statistics show that a child who spends 50 50 at you know a parent's house is more likely to not be as good as they were or whatever the stats may show i, I still have a problem accepting that um and, and maybe because I'm just speaking from firsthand experience, because as you said earlier, father is just as important as, as a mother mm -hmm. in a child's life. And I felt like going through it, people were trying to tell me that a mother is more important than a father. Like, yeah, he needs to be with her for most of the time. And, you know, you can come see him a couple times a week. Right. Uh, it, it, you know, that's the best thing for him. That's what I felt like people were trying to tell me. They were. And, and, and one last point. Because I, I, I want to I say this because there, there's a lot of stigma about black men not taking care of their children. And I'm actually looking at a, a, a report here. It, it is 2013, but um, it's from the National Health Statistics Report, uh, published uh, number 71, published December 20, 2013. And you'd be surprised to, to look at this and see the statistic of father involvement. Um, and it has it by a lot of different categories, but uh, particularly by race is what I was interested in. And it actually shows black men actually being some of the most, if not the most active fathers, mm -hmm. according mm -hmm. to this report. So, I mean, the fact that that stigma is just on black men, like, like you said earlier, Alex, it, it happens everywhere. It's not just in poor black communities. It's in all communities. It, they've got his, uh, Hispanic, uh, 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 white uh, fathers on here. So it, it happens, fathers not being involved in their children, it happens everywhere. And it's, it's, not, it's not just black. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think that goes to, <clears throat> like, we, like we spoke on earlier, that stigma. It's that, it's that few, it's the few bad apples in a the bunch, they say, that carries the weight for everybody. You know that. That's a lot of bad apples. Though. Yeah, oh, it's a lot. Yeah. And, it's, a, it's, and, a, it's a lot of <clears throat> no good ass guys out here that, and yeah, I mean, but that shouldn't over that shouldn't oversee the good work that all the black men are out here doing. You know, not only just for the kids, but for the kids that are in the community. You, you know? should never devalue a father's worth within raising a child. Mm -hmm. And I think one part of the conversation that people don't like to have, but like, yo, not you. I don't think anyone can predict if someone will be there or not be there. But I think there are some signs, and yeah. I, I feel like. These some of these women who decide to have kids by some of these dudes, he wasn't shit before you got pregnant. You right. knew he wasn't knew he shit. Was shit. Mm -hmm. So why did you think he was gonna be shit once that child got here? Mm -hmm. Just like these brothers, yo, 
some of these issues brothers have with their women, they had them damn issues before that child was conceived. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like there are signs when some shit, like I said, no one can predict the future, but there are some signs where like, well, maybe neither one of us should bring a child into this situation. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like we said, that, that few, well, it's a lot of bad apples in the bunch. Um, but I mean, I, the media plays a part on that shit too, on portraying us as bad fathers or no good fathers or whatever the case may be. Um, and I think it's up to us to change that. And I think we do. I think like the stats show, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of brothers out here doing what they supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, to, to bring it back full circle into what you said, Alex, like, it used to, and even before I had a child, so this was years ago, I remember, I remember vividly a story like going to Nottingham's, right? I'm at Nottingham's, Mm-mm. of all places. And it would be this one particular dude that would be there every week. I knew for a fact, yo, he wasn't doing nothing for his child. Nothing. That's in the same area you're in, Right? Now, to me, it's no excuse, right? But it's a little different. Like, let's say he lived in a different state or whatever. Um, I don't know. But you live in the same area that your child lives in. You're here every Friday getting your drink on partying. Mm-hmm. And your son doesn't know who you are, barely knows who you are. And that shit used to always bug me. Like, I never understood. I never honestly understood how this this particular person had friends. Like, if that was one of y'all, and I know we partying every Friday, but I know one of y'all not taking care of your child, yeah, I'm going to let y'all have it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yo, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. You know? So, to go to what you said, Alex, I, I don't feel sorry for those dudes who aren't doing what they supposed to do but can party and drink every every week but in the court system has them in the rears twenty thirty thousand dollars of child support and they can't get their license back or they can't move on or it's hard for them to get away i don't feel sorry for that i do feel sorry for the brothers that's trying and the system is kind of holding them back and there are cases like that but at the end of the day i can't feel for that I can't feel for that, especially when I'm around a bunch of dudes that do what they're supposed to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, I mean, the same thing goes to me, you know. You see someone that, you know, you know that they have kids, right? You you know that you guys somewhat have maybe not similar situations, situations in the sense that way, you know, you may have kids, you know, <clears throat> I mean, I look at it in my, in my say, I've seen it, you know, um, trying not to internalize it, but, you know, going through, you know, whatever I've gone through and then to see someone else out gloating and not even can't. And <laughs> I've seen it on, you know, I've seen it in the community, you know, I coach. So like, there's been times where I've seen it, you know what I mean? And it's like, wow, you know, um, or someone comes up gloating about, doing something else this week or whatever and it's like you know i i can't really do anything because you know <laughs> financially I'm, I'm crushed or you know because i had to do x y and z or you know not been able to 
do anything financially, and then you see this other person, and they're just having a ball, like knowing that they have about five or six kids out, just not even you know taking care of their responsibilities, and then you look at yourself and you're like, how does this motherfucker get over? It? You know what I'm saying, Lord? Like how does like how how can you even like gloat about what's going on? You got all you get you got kids out here, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't know. I mean, like I said, I guess. I don't know, people are different, you know, um, to what they may hold a responsibility, you know, in their case may, you know, for what I may hold a responsibility to them, it may not be anything, you know, um, but I know, you know, you see your kid or you see your son or your daughter, then, I mean, I know for me, something, when, when I know, when I saw my son, something inside me changed, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? I don't know what. But I know something inside me changed. You know what I'm saying? And I knew that. That's a fact. You know I, what I mean? <laughs> like, I didn't think about it until you said it, but like, just replaying that moment, like, yeah. Like, you know, that moment they come out, like, you just, you're different. It's different. Totally different. Well, because you, you know, you know that, that that child is 100% depending upon you. Yeah. And you know that. And you know yeah. that, you know, that child is yours. You create, you help yours. create that child. And it's one hundred percent dependent on you. So yeah, th- you're gonna for somebody not to feel something, right? Yeah, man. You know, look, now my son ahead. came. Look, I <coughs> April <laughs> April to February, April fifth, two thousand eleven, six eighteen. My son is eight years old. I still remember the time he came. Damn, I'm just I'm just thinking about your know, their birthdays is a day apart. Day apart, yeah. Their birthdays a day apart. Yeah, you know. And man, I'm telling you, he cracked his eyes open. <laughs> shit was on from then and there. Like I, you know, something inside of me was just like, yeah, all right, and, you know. And not to cut you off, but with y'all saying that, and then experiencing it myself less than a, a year ago, and then going to what you saying, I think it all ties in. Like you laid down, you know, yeah. like the fact, and that was one of the things that used to always bother me about these dudes that we would see out. It's like, how could you have a kid in this world and know it and yo and, and wake up every day and feel happy about yourself when you know you're not doing what you're supposed to do? I couldn't imagine, yo. It's yeah. times now that I, I don't feel like I do enough for my son. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because. I, I know what you mean. It's yeah. like sometimes you look at yourself and you're like, yo, you do the soul searching shit, right? It's right. like, you, you're like, yo. And like, you do you do a ton. But you feel like you always feel like I can do, I can more. do more, you know, and you know I what need saying? to do more. And, yeah. you know, yeah, like. So then the, the fact that there's niggas out here that ain't doing nothing and I wake up every day feeling like, yo, what else can I do today? What can I do to either make it easier on my girl, make it easier for my son, set him up later on? And I mean, yeah. I'm starting to think now and him being six months, I'm starting to think like ahead, like, OK. You know, yo, shit, next thing you know, college coming. Or, you know what I'm saying? Or this nigga gonna want a car soon. Like, you know what I'm saying? I started thinking of all that. So, just to know that there's cats out here who not taking care of their seed. I mean, you know, for what you had to go through, that shit fucking sucks. Um, Because, like you said, a dad is just as important to me as everybody. As as the mom, as the grandmom, grandfather, uncles, whatever. The dad plays a major part 
in these kids' lives. And even if you can't provide financially, just to be there to teach me some shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you said, your dad, you know, he flirted with your mom. And like, even if he was there to to show you how to talk to him, I don't know, any little thing that you could have you could have taken from him. Yeah. Um, you know, in the same situations that, you know, I was thrusted into with my nieces and nephews with their father not being there. You know, as a young dude, having to feel like I had to step up to be some type of positive male influence to them. Um, even though my dad was that, but, you know, it was still like they needed to see it. To me, I felt like you need, they needed to see it somebody that was closer to their age. Um, but, yeah, like, this is one of those topics that could go on forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll never understand it. Uh, to go back to the child support thing, it sucks for my dudes that's going through it and that's doing what they're supposed to do. And you got these cats that ain't doing shit. For you, Alex, it sucks that you had to go through that without your dad, but you turned out to be a stand-up motherfucker. Um, saying, you know, we we what kind of brought this topic up was the Jalen Rose video, and he he seemed to do well. Yeah. Um, so shout out. This is the last thing I say. Shout out to those those dudes that's doing their thing as a dad. Shout out to those dudes who didn't have their dad, and they still succeeded. Um, and those dudes that didn't have their dad growing up that are stand-up fathers as well because the stats show that as well, that as a a black man who grew up without a, a father, the studies, quote-unquote studies, show that you won't, you might follow that path that you experienced. So shout-out to those, those dudes that are doing that as well. Yeah. And shout-out to, you know, just like to reiterate what, what Mikey said, you know, shout-out to all the – the uh the fathers that are out there you know working tirelessly man to to provide a, a a stable and great lifestyle for their kids um that do have the mothers in mind to make sure that you know they take the burden off of of them um shout out to the fathers man that that <clears throat> that go hard every single day for their for their kids man also and and even for the fathers that you know look man everybody stumbles everybody you know no nobody's perfect right so even for the ones that stumbled in life and realized and bumped their head and realized that, you know what, I got to get back up and I got to do what's right by my, my kids. You know, hey, to the ones that, that, that realize this shit now and that are, that are willing to, to, to go forward and, and do what's right by their, their kids, man, look, you know, it was never too late. It's never too late. I used to think the same thing. I, I, when I was young, I, I thought it, times would be, it's never too late, man. So, you know, as long as God is giving you guys, um, you know, giving all of us extra life, um, a day to a day to 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 be up, out here, you know, doing doing his work, man. You know, do do the best what you can to get it right, man. And you know, shout out to y'all too, man. The ones that actually see it for what it's worth, man. Because your kids are a beautiful thing, man. And, and um, to to be to be in their lives, man. To see their smiles on their faces, and and Indeed. for them to 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 say, you know, Daddy, I love you. You know that that means the world. That means the world. So. You know, shout out to all the ones that are, that are doing their best to get it right and get it done by their kids, man. So so on that note, Quan, um, we appreciate you for that and ending it on that. We're going to end the show on that because I think that was well said. Um, we got to stop talking on these topics with this liquor, man. You've been listening to Off the Record, the show that puts barbershop, man cave, and text thread conversations on the record. So until next time, we're Peace. out. Peace.